Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone, and you're watching the Super Fantasy Bros Podcast. One hour of commercial-free podcasting starts now. Enjoy the show. Yeah. Welcome back to the Super Fantasy Bros Podcast. We missed you last week on Thursday. We are glad to be back. Should continue with two episodes per week moving forward. And now we're only 17 days away from the start of the NFL season. <laughs> Just over two weeks until football is back. Today we continue our rankings episodes, and today we'll be breaking down our wide receiver rankings to wrap up all of the positions. Uh, we'll be going through the top few guys, our biggest discrepancies, some of our favorite targets, and of course, some bull takes at the end. And then wrapping up later with some trivia with Q and some question and answers. If anyone has any in the chat, well, let's get right into it. Let's get right into some wide receiver talk. And as always, before jumping right into our rankings and where we have guys, got to talk a little bit about our strategy when it comes to drafting wide receivers. When do you consider drafting the first wide receiver off the board? This year you, could be as early ahead. as five. Well, well it, it could be a, a wide receiver. Can be a, yeah, I was going to say a top five pick could be a wide receiver this year. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I really wouldn't be mad if someone took a wide receiver number one overall. Me either. Like, Me either. I personally take Jonathan Taylor, but like, if you want to go that route, go that route. There's going to be running backs to fall back to you there at that point too. So I don't a hate it. Crazy. I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't be mad at you. 14 team pick four. Jay Jeff, chill. That's pick, my plan. Pick, pick three. Four. I'm taking Jay Jeff. All right, all right, all right. I'm taking him at four. Most drafts, I'm taking Jay Jeff at three. Oh, it's have, so scary. So you scary. don't need him. You have T. I, I have two running backs ahead of him, and then after that, there's some more question marks around a little bit of the other running backs. So give me Jay Jeff locked in. I'm so confident he's going to be number one this year. Personally, I agree. I agree. Um, if you have one of the later picks in the first round, like 10 through 12 in a 12 team league, do you consider going zero running backs at that point and stacking two of the elite wide receivers? No, definitely. definitely. No, I have because on the turnaround, uh, round three and four, I'd still think you can get some value at running back there. And if you lock up two elite wide receivers, they're going to make up for that lack of running back star power that you have. Yeah, I also think that your wide receiver, too, is more important getting a good amount of points than your running back, too. So you can definitely get like a, a okay or a more than okay running back one, but everything else will just be hand in hand with the wide receivers. They'll be carrying most of the load. I typically like to grab at least one running back there. I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of the double wide receiver. Mm-mm. I just get nervous when he comes down back to you at three and four. You can't miss on one of those running backs. Like You need one of them to be mm-hmm. a top 12 running back for your team to continue. You can find a close wide receiver two in round three, but you're not going to find a close RB1 in round three, in my opinion. Josh Jacobs. Compared to who you're taking at that point. Yeah. Josh Jacobs. Well, It'll work Josh if you Jacobs. get Josh Jacobs. He's been yeah. solid. He has been consistent over the last couple of years. Um, at that point, how many wide receivers do you need to rack up in your first couple rounds there? Do you typically go wide receiver heavy or do you stay running back heavy and wait on wide receiver? If I lock up two running backs, my next maybe four picks might be wide receivers. Yeah. I think I'm in the same boat with that too. 
Your next four picks are going to be wide receivers? Not necessarily. If I if a good tight end or quarterback's falling, yeah, then obviously I consider that. But if I'm, I'm getting value at wide receiver in like fifth, sixth round, why not? Yeah. Hang on to him, make a trade later on in the year. Somebody's going to be desperate for a receiver at some point. I typically like to get three wide receivers in the first five rounds, if possible. I yes. need my flex to be a receiver. I hate <laughs> having a running back at flex. It bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. I've never done that. Never will. Ever. I have, and it's always bit me in the ass. It, yeah, it should. <laughs> I think they're just a bit more inconsistent at the running back position, especially when you're talking about a flex. All right, let's get into our ranks. We just talked a little bit about Justin Jefferson, uh, but it seems like consensus it's Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup. Which one do you guys prefer? Does anyone prefer Cup at this point at number one? No, even though you I can't should. You can't go wrong. <laughs> he he was amazing last year. Like he should be he should be the one, but I just I like J Jeff. I don't know. I don't it's just know. That good. It's just I the just name. More has changed for Cooper Cup that can make him go down, which would be A Rob Allen Robinson joining the Rams. And nothing's changed for Justin Jefferson. Same yep. exact team for him. Yeah, I think Justin Jefferson's in a safer situation, especially with Stafford dealing with that tendonitis. That's something that might linger throughout the entire season, something to keep an eye on. Um, I think Cooper Cup's going to be just fine. I think they're really 1A and 1B for me. Like They're both at that level, but I'm just taking Justin Jefferson's upside and the fact that it's tough for a wide receiver to repeat that kind of season back-to-back years. So give He me had a, a, 109 more fantasy points than J. Jeff. 109. <laughs> it is crazy. That's nuts. Still going J. Jeff. Don't care. Yep. Can't change my mind. <laughs> I'm one. with you, but I don't know why. Just like the upside. It's I don't the know. gritty. Yeah, it it's is the, be gritty. the gritty. The flashiness. <laughs> it's that talk. He's been backing it up. So a couple years ago, that. he said he was he knew he was a top five wide receiver. And at that time, it was like right after his rookie year. People were like, How are you gonna say that already? But it seems like he was not wrong. He's established himself. So maybe Chase Claypool can do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> top three. Doubtful. <laughs> Doubtful. All right, uh, we all have those two as our top two. Number three is where we start to branch off a bit. Q and T-Gods, specifically Q wearing the jersey. Who do you Come guys on. have at number three? Stefan. Uh-huh. Dicks. Uh-huh. Last two seasons, over 160 targets, over 100 catches, over 100 or 1,200 yards, and over eight touchdowns. I know last year was a down year for him, and he still finished wide receiver seven. Uh, we saw him finish wide receiver two two years ago. Um, they do have Gabe Davis and McKenzie who are getting a lot of hype, but they weren't getting many targets last year either th- until like the playoffs when there was that big Gabe Davis game, which is, I guess, recency bias why everyone's now loving him. Um, but it should be, quote unquote, a bounce back year for Diggs where he could maybe go back to that two years ago looking wide receiver overall two. And they also have the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. And very yeah. pass heavy offense. Uh, yeah. It is a very pass-heavy offense. Yeah, definitely love me some dicks this year. Also have them in my top five. Uh, but me and Matt are going with the best wide receiver in the league, hands for down. Years. For the last few for, years, Devontae Adams. He's saying for years with the D-Hop jersey on. Right, Matt, we talked about this D-hop so many fell times. Off a couple years ago. He's getting old. Jeez. You're Matt. a scheme ball. He, I'm I like it. I love he's wearing a da- maybe he's wearing a Davis Mills jersey. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> yeah, give we've me. We've said all... for years, Matt. We've talked about it. We fought other people. 
Me with Julio. D-Hop, that D Hop was the best receiver in D-Hop the league. Was ever Julio. And now he you're is. switching up he saying, oh, he's been washed for a couple of years. You're really switching up. It's crazy. That's the ultimate switch up. Last year really made it feel like D Hop was like reached that point, but he was also banged up. And right. So we'll see what D Hop comes back like this year. We know he's older at this point, he's coming off an injury up. is tough. He is juiced up. Or he was juiced up. Being suspended. We'll see how that ends up. But at this point, at least for the last year, Devontae Adams has been certified the best wide receiver in football. It's been like top five, four out of the last five years. I know he's in a new situation, uh, but in game in seasons of the last six years where he's played at least 14 games, he's had at least 10 touchdowns in every season. I think he is definitively the best red zone wide receiver target in the league, hands down. Devontae Adams finds the end zone with ease. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers helps that a lot. Derek Carr is maybe a step down, but I'm still confident that Devontae Adams is going to make life easier on Derek Carr and make Derek Carr even take a step up this year just because of how talented Adams is. I think he's going to elevate that entire offense. So that Adams offense three. is going to be fun to watch. Offense is definitely going to be fun to watch. Me and Matt both got Adams at three. So we're all close with our top fives. So let's get into some of our bigger discrepancies and break down why we have these guys so far apart. Starting with CD Lamb. He's currently going as wide receiver seven, 18th overall. T-Gods, you have him right there at wide receiver seven, right where he's being drafted. Matt, a little bit behind at eight, and Q and I have him at 10. T-Gods, I guess you're the highest you can start us off why you like Lamb so much. He loves um, the star. I, uh, apparently, I love the star. <laughs> I, I hate the star. Uh, not a fan of the star, but I am a CD fan. Um, obviously, Coop is gone. That's crazy. Like Gallup, who knows if he's going to be healthy? Like CD Lamb is the guy, and apparently Zeke is falling off a cliff, and he's like trash now. Apparently, like he's not. I don't fake agree. News. Literally yeah, fake, fake news. news. But if all that's true, then like CD Lamb should should finish over seven. But I I truly like him at seven. I think he's going to be elite. Yep. All yeah. that volume, the volume is going to be crazy. Like you mentioned, Coop's gone and. Aside from himself, maybe Jalen Tolbert and Dalton Schultz, it's really just going to be C.D. Lamb. Dalton Schultz is that dude, though. Y'all were convincing me the other week. Yeah, I don't want to. Is that guy? I don't want to. Well, that's not trying to change the subject. I'm not trying to look like I hate on uh, C.D. Lamb for having him at ten. Like he he only had one game last year under double digit points, so obviously he's going to get the crazy amount of extra targets that he had trouble with getting last year because of Cooper and uh, I guess. I don't even know, but um, I just couldn't put him ahead of, I couldn't, yeah, sure. I couldn't put him ahead of guys like Keenan Allen, if he has a healthy season or Debo or Tyreek, who is still better than TD Lamb. I would agree with Q. I think the only reason I have him at 10 is just because I believe in some of the other guys that are just maybe a little bit safer, a little bit more consistent. TD Lamb probably has some upside to, he has top five upside. We already know that. But I think Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, I have all three of them ahead of him. And I'm a big believer that all three of them are going to finish inside the top 10 as well. So just like the upside, Tyreek, I did bump him down from where he would be if he was still in the Chiefs. But I still think I'd take him over CeeDee Lamb right now, as well as Mike Evans, Keenan Allen. Those are just consistent guys that are going to put up good numbers. I agree with everybody else except Tyreek. Bias. No bias. Bias. This is consistent talent that we we believe. Uh, this in. is you, you <laughs> guys Patrick make fun Mahomes. of me, telling now me I love Tua. the star. 
It's just because you're biased. Maybe a little bias. Maybe a little negative bias. Maybe a a sprinkle. Except that this is for money. This isn't. I like him at 10. (laughs) CD Lamb is there at the 10th wide receiver. I'm taking him 10 times out of 10. All right. Even at 10, I might consider someone else over him, but I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't at that point. That's being biased. Michael Pittman. Uh-oh. Don't don't get me started. I don't think I would go that far though. <laughs> you um, guys might. We'll talk about both of them soon, but let's move on to Keenan Allen. As we just mentioned, he's going as wide receiver 10, 27th overall, and all of us are higher than ADP there. I have him at seven. So you guys has him at eight. Q has him at nine, and Matt also has him at nine. I guess we're kind of all in the same boat here, but I'll start us off because I am the highest. Keenan Allen over the last six seasons has never finished lower than 14. He's peaked as a top five wide receiver. Give me all the shares of Keenan Allen every single year. This offense is going to be super hot power again. And Austin Eckler, I think, was with the fantasy footballers the other day. And he pretty much said if he had to pick between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, he's taking Keenan Allen every day. He said he's going to have over 100 catches. Even his own teammates know Keenan Allen is still the alpha wide receiver on this team. Give me him all day with Justin Herbert this year. Yeah, your quarterback's... Throwing five thousand yards, seven thousand yards for Q, and if, yeah, and if you're playing the whole season, <laughs> you have ridiculous. to finish top ten. And yeah. do we really think Mike Will stays healthy like that again this year? Yes, he got paid. Yes, I, I, I do like Mike Williams' upside, but mm-hmm. I still think Keenan Allen's just the safer, more consistent, more reliable wide receiver. They finished close last year, but Mike Williams was like a roller coaster, and Keenan Allen was smooth sailing. So give me the smooth sailing all day. Yep, no headache. Target there. monster. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. next on the list. He's currently going wide receiver 13, 37th overall. His ADP has been skyrocketing throughout the offseason. T-Gods, you are the highest all the way inside your top 10 at 9. I thought Mm. I was going to be the highest at 11, (laughs) but I am no longer the highest. Q at 13, and Matt down at 15 below ADP. T-Gods, start us off why you love him so much. Matt, we want to hear why you hate Pittman. I don't hate (laughs) Pittman. That's such a strong word. (laughs) just kidding go ahead you guys um i mean i don't know i just like as i was doing my ranks i was just like i was just looking at them and i remember all of your things that you told me um i do have one one person on youtube i like to watch that you know i I can't give my secrets away um because i don't want you guys you guys stealing them from me but he also (laughs) was a big believer in Pittman, and i saw I saw a video on Twitter, Matt Ryan hitting a no-look pass, and I was like, Matt Ryan's the truth. <laughs> he still got it. Um, I don't. I just like the upside. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, and they still got Mo Alley Cox. Yeah. Yeah. It, like I don't it's know. It's like just, number two target there. Yeah. So like I don't. I just really like Pittman. I like the upside. I know teams are going to be so scared of Jonathan Taylor. Um. That I think it gives Pittman a little bit more room to to make things happen. Um, I don't know. I feel like between between like like six to like fifteen, it's just like a free for all. Like you mm-hmm. put people wherever you want, and it, you just get lucky. But I don't know. Something's just telling me to put Pittman up there. I love Pittman too. I'll back you up here with a little bit more numbers. He was he did have 129 targets last season. I think that goes up even more this year with. All of the departures on that offense, Jack Doyle gone, Zach Pascal gone, T.Y. Hilton gone. Uh, the second best wide receiver is now Alec Pierce. 
and Paris Campbell at the three. There's really no competition for targets, which means Pittman is going to face some double teams, but this man is 6'4". He's coming into his prime as a wide receiver. I think he's going to have an even better season this year. And last season, he only had six touchdowns as a 6'4 wide receiver. I think Matt Ryan changes that a little bit this year. We know he's had trouble in the past getting it to Julio in the end zone, but I do think six is still a low number. I think Pittman can easily push towards 10 touchdowns this year, especially with the lack of targets on this team they're going to have to get it to get him the ball i think he's going to be force fed when it's not jonathan taylor Pittman is going to be that next man up on this offense so that's why i have him so high um just a big believer i think he's going to finish his wide receiver one this year after we saw him creep all the way almost into the top 15 last year matt ryan's really had like the best receivers and just can't finish can't like a top thing with it I, mean, I don't know what his best fantasy finish is but i mean he was mvp so i think he was like number two that year okay but outside of that, he was pretty inconsistent. <laughs> I, did, I forgot about that because they lost. That all they all they care about is twenty eight to three. Yeah, that pretty much tam- tampered it. He was typically a consistent like QB seven, and then he finished number two twice. But then outside of that, he had some down years too. So after that Super Bowl, he like aged fifty years. So <laughs> it was probably stressful. It did. <laughs> all right, Matt. Why do you not like Pippen so much? Yeah, why do you hate him? I I just don't trust Matt Ryan like that. And like you mentioned, this offense is going to be very run heavy, but I do agree um, when they are throwing the ball, it is going to be Pittman being force fed. But I'm just not the biggest believer in Matt Ryan on this Colts offense, honestly. And like your argument a couple of debates ago, Sean, I, there's just other people I like that I put above him. It's not no hate towards Michael Pittman. He's a great receiver. I would love to have him on our team. Me and Q kept him in T-God's league. But there's just a few names I have ahead of him, and his quarterback is not the greatest. Yeah, in my opinion. and Matt Ryan is definitely safer and smarter. But Wentz is still better. Was I think he's still more skilled than him? And how, if he's more skilled than Matt Ryan, how's he going to go farther up? Outside of maybe like no other competition. But there wasn't much competition last year. I'm not going to call T. Y. Hilton any competition. I'm just thinking all the targets are going to open up. That's. He's got to get some of those, even more than 129. I think he's going to push towards 150 targets this year. He's going to catch more passes this year. I just think John Taylor is like the Derrick Henry of Indy where they just – they're going to run it through him. They definitely are. We shall see. We all have Pittman as a top 15 play. He's going to be rock solid, in my opinion. Let's move on to someone Matt has ahead of Michael Pittman, T. Higgins. Currently yeah. going wide receiver 12, 32nd overall. T-Gods, you still are the highest here at 10, Matt at 11. Q, you and I are lower. Q, you got him at 14, and I have him at 15. T-Gods and Matt, you can start us off. I yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'll just start with just saying, like, admittedly open bias here. I had him last year on my my chip-winning team. Um, I love the Bengals' offense. I love, I love everything about it, including – Joe Mixon. Um, I don't know. I just I love that offense is just so fun to watch. It's just another year of experience. Burrow's getting better. T. Higgins getting better. Jamar's getting like everybody's just everybody's getting better. Um, they're I don't all think, young and they're all clicking. Yeah, I don't I don't think any numbers like from their their offense last year really goes down. I don't. I just T. Higgins. I'll, I'll like I'll talk about him later with my bold take. But that yeah. man is the truth, bro. He's the big body on this offense. Jamar's flashy. He has the yards after the catch, all that. But when the Bengals are in the red zone, it's going to T. Higgins. He's, what, like 6'5 or something? 
tall as shit. He's just going to be Moss and little defensive backs. Uh, and honestly, I feel like he will get the majority of the targets in this offense this year. I love I that. I truly believe that. Yeah, I mean, the reason for me that I don't love him as much is just the target share is going to be tough to come by. Obviously, I still have him at 15. I still think he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver. But I think Jamar Chase may extend that 1A to 1B situation here this year. I think both of them have the potential to finish as top 15 wide receivers. I just have Higgins lower. I'm higher on Jamar this year. I just like his upside. We saw him finish as number five as a rookie. I think the sky's the limit. He has – he had – 18 more targets than T last year, but T did miss a couple games as well. So I do think that balances out a bit, but I still think I like Jamar Chase's upside a little bit more. So that's why maybe I'm a little bit lower. Yeah. You also got to take into account Jamar is going to be facing a lot of double teams this year. Mm -hmm. And that's just going to double them. Teams are going to try to, they might, they're going to try to. Yeah. It's going to be tough. You can't really, there's just so many weapons. I know. I know you can't really, focus on one part of that offense yeah i mean if they start doubling wide receivers like t higgins tyler you're Boyd's gonna, gonna have his his a field day over the middle if they start trying to play a bunch of like deep coverage it's going to be the joe Mixon day like it's tough to cover this offense i think everything's going to be high powered i, I want I just any like part Jamar of this offense i can get including hayden hurst no <laughs> aside from tight end <laughs> all right let's keep it rolling Terry McLaurin currently going wide receiver 16, 41st overall. We're actually all a little bit lower than ADP, but Matt, you are the highest at 17. T-Gods, me and Q all have him at 20. I'm moving at 19. Q Definitely. moved him up to 19. He's riding what that right now. <laughs> over who? Matt. Over who? DK. All right. I respect That's it. Fair. I think I already had him over DK. But uh, Go ahead, Matt. Why I like Terry, Terry this year. Uh, obviously, there's a little bit of mistrust in the backfield right now. I don't know how much they're going to rely on. Antonio Gibson. I know they have Brian Robinson who has looked good, but I mean, Terry Logan Thomas is coming back, which I think only helps him having Jahan Dotson there. And he's going to be playing with the best quarterback of his career. And I don't know why people think Terry's so bad. I know Vince is probably going to say some slander in the chat, but he's blocked. (laughs) I think Terry is going to have a good year this year with Wentz. God forbid, Wentz, please stay healthy. Uh, but I think he's going to get majority of the target share on this team, and he's proved in the past that he could be a top 15 wide receiver. Please, God, no Taylor Heineke. Yeah, yeah. no cap. The only reason I'm lower on Terry is he's never finished higher than 20 amongst wide receivers. Last year, I was all in on Terry. I was on the Terry train. I said this is the year they got Fitzpatrick. Obviously, ended up getting hurt. But he's still a decent QB played throughout the year last year and was just struggled with consistency. <laughs> Your mistake consistency was saying is this... what killed me. And Wentz is probably the most inconsistent quarterback in the league. So I think he's still going to be inconsistent this year. He's going to be up and down. I just don't love that this year. Your mistake Wentz was is still saying better this... than Fitzpatrick. He said this is this is his year with Ryan Close. Fitzpatrick. Right. Who says that? <laughs> hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick has had some wide receiver ones throughout. Yeah, career. like uh-huh. five years ago, maybe seven years ago. That was it a long time ago. <laughs> Either way, I don't think Wentz is much better than Ryan Fitzpatrick in general. So he's, he's better he's than Fitzpatrick. Fitz he's magic. Be- he's, yeah, yeah, y'all are asleep. He's I like Fitzpatrick, numbers. but Wentz is better than him. Yeah, he is better than him, but I don't think by much. I don't know how much of an upgrade Carson Wentz is. Well, this not even, last year was Heineke anyway, so we're comparing him to Heineke. Okay. 
comparing him to Heineke, he's better. But I uh-huh. still think Wentz is super inconsistent. He's going to have terrible games this year, like he does every single year. Mm-hmm. He was good last year. He was mid last exactly. year. Yeah, exactly. Top 12. Mid, mid. Top 15. I don't know what he was. He was, yeah, he was top mid. mid. Top <laughs> mid, which makes Terry top mid, which I why I'm having the 20. He's mid, mid. Wentz was 14 mid. last year. And he was like, yeah. So if, okay, so Heineke's below mid. And Terry was <laughs> mid mid, so now Terry's high mid because the quarterback upgraded to mid top mid. mid. <laughs> He's top mid. He's top mid. Uh, what's be- what's above top mid? Because that's what Terry is. I'm not gonna call him mid. Vince is spitting in the chat saying Bottom Vince's good. best wide receiver one was like <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey in his entire career. So he may be spitting facts there. Pittman last year maybe his best at 17. Pittman. Terry Steele is still young. He was still finding his own. We shall see. Let's move on from Terry on to Amari Cooper going wide receiver 22, 57th overall. Seems like we're all kind of against that, but you and Matt, you are still pretty close to there at 24. I mean, T-Gods have him at 30. So why do you guys like him so much? Maybe not uh, so much, but why do you guys like him more than we Maybe do? I should have moved him down. I was under the anticipation of Deshaun Watson only missing six games, but him playing 11 games with Jacoby Brissett, I don't know how well that can end up for Amari Cooper, which is a shame because every year on the Cowboys, he was like a top 15 wide receiver. And that quarterback play is just going to be dismal for him those first 11 weeks of the season. And you can't really afford that in fantasy because the playoffs sneak up on you real quick. And that is basically the whole regular season of fantasy that he's going to be playing with Brissett. I think Brissett's serviceable, but either way, yeah. Amari Cooper is the wide receiver one on that team. There's no debate. I don't need like Donovan Peoples Jones. Who is not... debating that? I'm no. I'm just saying like that's <laughs> why there there is some upside there because uh, who who's uh, the ball who's the ball gonna get thrown to? Maybe David and Joku outside of that. It's Kareem. just Amari Cooper. Kareem. Well, unless he's traded. True. But uh, yeah, Cooper still has some upside, and then when Watson comes back, he just hoped that Cooper was afloat a top 20 wide receiver or something yeah i just think where he's being drafted there's way more guys i like that's really the only reason what do i want amari cooper with 11 games of Brissett and then hoping watson comes back and does anything Mm -mm. or Mm -mm. two picks later i can grab Cortland Sutton at wide receiver 23 so i got cooper all the way down at 30 there's a lot of guys with more upside that i just like over him that's the only reason i have him lower i think he's a safe flex but as a wide receiver too i think he's definitely risky this year oh yeah Jerry Judy, currently going wide receiver 24, 61st overall. T-Gods, you're right there at 25th. Matt, 28, Q29. I have him all the way down at 33, so I guess I'll start us off. Just not a fan of Jerry Judy thus far. I don't know where the hype comes from. I mean, obviously, he was first-round draft pick. He has some good talent. But getting Russell Wilson, I think, is just more of a benefit for Cortland Sutton. He's always been a guy that throws outside the numbers. He throws outside the numbers really well. Jerry Judy has been doing his work over the slot. Jerry Judy got banged up last year. He's been inconsistent since he's come into the league. I just don't know if he's as legit of a talent as we've seen with Cortland Sutton in the past, finishing pretty solid. Just not the biggest Jerry Judy stand this year. Yeah, Jerry Judy. I'm going to end up with probably zero shares of Jerry Judy in draft. He could be the uh, Denver Tyler Lockett, just uh, a lot not as good as Tyler Lockett when he's good. But uh, you could always like use the argument that Russ has the top 15 wide receiver every time he plays, but that's easily going to be Sutton. 
Yeah. You got you are the highest, but you're pretty much still below. So I yeah. think you're kind of in the same boat here with Sutton over Judy. Vince in the chat saying Judy over Sutton. I think that's yeah. a uh, uh, Why is Vince's brain dead? Awful take. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. All right. Much <laughs> I think we're all a little <laughs> bit down on Judy this year. Uh, but someone Matt is super high on this year, Adam Thielen, currently going wide receiver 27, 67 <laughs> overall. Matt's got him all the way up to 25. And then me, Q, and T God's definitely lower. T God's at 32. Me and Q both have him at 34. So, Matt, yeah. why the Thielen love? Why not? Last year, he played like, I believe it was 14 games, still had 10 touchdowns. Um, he had like 790 some yards. I could easily see that increasing if he stays healthy this year. Easily could have another 10 touchdowns. Offenses are going to be so focused on Justin Jefferson because that is a player I feel like you do have to double team. And if you don't, he's going to burn you every single play. Uh, but I just, I love this offense as a whole as well, aside from the tight end, unfortunately. Uh, but Adam Thielen, the past couple of years, has been an absolute absolute red zone monster and honestly if you could just rely on that from him he'll do you justice week in week out yeah i, th I definitely am not like that scared of feeling but i think where he's being drafted it just feels like it's too rich for me right now there's some younger guys i like with more upside obviously Thielen has the talent to be top 10 but at this point he's probably the oldest wide receiver in the league he's 32 yeah he's one coming, of the best coming towards the end of his career coming off an injury uh and he's been a touchdown monster the last couple seasons, but before that he was not really a touchdown monster. So I'm nervous. He some of that touchdown falls off as well. And his target share has been decreasing too. So as he's getting older, it's been coming down a little bit, just not as high on Thielen this year, mm -mm. but we'll see. He still has some upside. So I think he's worth picking, but I prefer him a little bit later with yes. Kirk at quarterback, tons of upside. Oh my goodness. Here we Miles go. Miles of upside. All right. <laughs> Darnell Mooney, currently going wide receiver 28, 68th overall. T-Gods, me, and Q all feel pretty strongly about Mooney. I'm at 24 yeah. with T-Gods. Q's I need got to change him at 25. That. Q's hating on Mooney. I, rankings I, I, episode, I honestly hate him. And Matt has him at 32. That's so where maybe Justin Fields sucks. That team Fields is so yourself. bad. That team is so bad. Justin Fields is not that good. That, have you guys watched the preseason? Yeah. Justin Fields <laughs> is getting like under pressure every single. The snap. defensive lineman snaps the ball to Justin Fields. Yeah, just tackles he's not, him. He's going to be under pressure. Mooney like, finished twenty two last year. You guys are hating. Uh, what finished twenty three last year with Fields with a Rob there. With a Rob there, and now a Rob. A Rob was well, no. A Rob was like a he was non-existent. He was yeah, a decoy every week. So Mooney like had 140 targets last year. It's not going to uh -huh. be pretty, but he's probably going to have more than 140 targets this year. Probably 150. The volume's going to be there. Doesn't mean I it love volume equal. It's not going to be pretty. Going to be ugly. But Mooney's going to be a top 20 wide receiver, whether you like it or not. No, he's he, not. Justin Fields I'm, is going to run way too you're much. So you're I'll so sleep. You're so sleep. I Justin love Fields Mooney, isn't even that like he I... can run, but he's not a running quarterback. Yes, he they is. <laughs> did they use him like that last year when he played? Well, he could, he could barely run, run forward. <laughs> he had 420 rushing yards last year in 12 games, so like maybe 600. He's gonna he's gonna run, obviously, but it's gonna be Mooney when he's throwing the ball. Who else is he throwing it to? Velas Jones Jr. Cole Komet. Oh yeah. my God, Cole Komet's gonna take 150 targets. Never. It's gonna <laughs> be Montgomery. the Mooney show. Accept it, whether you like it or not. Don't sleep. Yeah. Bottom 30. 
Outside bottom 30? 30. Not, outside top 30, not right. bottom 30. We shall see. Keep it rolling here. A few more guys to get through. Gabe Davis, currently going wide receiver 30, Vincent 74th overall. Uh, a couple of the our rankings switched a little bit here, but T Gods has them a little bit higher, 35, Q36, Matt 36. I have a 37. So we're all way lower than consensus. I'm the lowest, so I guess I'll start off. I like this offense a lot. I just don't know if Gabe Davis, I need him to prove it to me in the regular season. He's been a postseason monster last year, and I believe the year before as well. He had a really good game in the postseason. But it's where does he go thing. when the regular season shows up? Obviously, he lost some target share to Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley last year. But what does that mean if Jameson Crowder is going to be there too and could also take some of those t- that target share away from him again? I just want him to prove it to me as that he's going to be a legit flex, maybe wide receiver two this year. Just a little bit nervous about him actually being a legit wide receiver in that situation consistently across the season. Obviously, hey. we've seen the the upside, but mm-hmm. we've never seen it consistently in his career. Very yeah, gassed I mean, up for someone who hasn't done much. I feel like this all season game. really had the opportunity. I think this is going to be the year where he has the most opportunity to actually be the wide receiver two on one of the most pass-happy offenses in the league. Like T-God said, with the best quarterback in the league. So, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't want some of Gabe Davis. I don't, especially if then. you're drafting him as like your wide receiver four, like yeah, even Gabe Davis is a flex. Even if you're scared, yeah. like that's that's how you win leagues. You gotta be, you gotta yeah. draft the people you're scared of. The risk is worth the possibility. Yeah, I'm definitely taking him. I'm just not taking him at wide receiver thirty. There's too many guys there that I like over Gabe Davis at that point. Can't hate it, Adam Thielen. <laughs> I take Adam Thielen over Gabe Davis ten times out of ten. No. What? No, not Thielen over Gabe. Jesus. You have him over Gabe. I know, but <laughs> I know, I know, but like I was thinking while you guys were talking about Thielen, it's just like why he's on the down like he is. He's on the decline. Gabe Davis, like, I'll take that risk. I think he's worth the risk. I just would take him a little bit later, and I don't think I'm gonna get him in many leagues where I would like to take him. This is why just I don't do my ranks like- until like Days before the draft. Yeah, I got you. It's just a Matt, draft. Hunter Renfro, your Love man's him. from last year. Your man's this year. You got him higher than all of us at 30. He's currently going 32nd. Me, T-God's Q, lower. Q, T-God's 36, Q, 37. I'm at 38. I just think the third option in this offense isn't going to be that elite. I think maybe he does establish himself over Waller this year. I talked about how much... I'm not the biggest all-in on Waller this year, but I think I'm just all-in on Adams in this offense. Derek Carr loves to target one guy and just feed him, and it's going to be Adams. Adams is going to have 10-plus targets per game, probably on average, and he's going to eat. There's going to be room for Renfro and Waller to pick up the slack, but I think there's guys with more upside than Renfro. I think his ceiling this year is not where it was last year. I think it's closer to wide receiver 25 ceiling than wide receiver 12, whatever he finished last season. Yeah, insane. Matt, why you love some run for this year? I don't know. Honestly, maybe <laughs> just some bias thrown in there. Big bias. But <laughs> that's fine, Sean. You're the most biased here. <laughs> I am. But, I mean, sure, Adams is going to get his, but what happens when Devontae Adams is getting all the attention from the defense? I feel like this is the case for anybody, any offense but one true star player. I feel like that gives the role players, like, so much more opportunity to actually do something. He won't have as many targets as he did last year. 
but they're definitely going to be like more quality targets. And I honestly do think he does have the chance to take over that second option over Waller this year. Waller is getting older. Um, he wasn't really all that healthy last year. So given Waller possibly misses some time, I think Renfro could easily sneak back up into that top 25, top 20 wide receiver range. I could see it happening. I could definitely see it happening. Just there's so many other guys that more upside. I made like a little bit more such as Elijah Moore, currently going wide receiver 35, 86 overall. I don't have him as high as T-Gods and Q. T-Gods has him all the way at 28, Q at 30. Me and Matt, closer to his ADP. I have him at 34. Matt has him at 35. T-Gods, Q. Why you guys like Elijah Moore this season? Uh, I'll let T-Gods talk because... <laughs> um, okay, so... I, Joe Flacco? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I did forget to change this one. I moved them to 34. Okay, oh. same boat as me and Matt. Q, Dude, yeah, like you're on an down as well. You might as well throw me out there also. Um... I do like Joe Flacco more than Zach Wilson, um, but I don't think that would be enough to push him that high up. So I guess he gets another. That's another uh, the notion for me, dog. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're all in the same boat on Elijah Moore that he has some upside. Zach Wilson maybe not the best, but what we saw last year with Zach Wilson partially at the helm through that streak, where he had five or six games of ten to almost thirty points. Uh, for a string of like six or seven weeks, the upside is there. I think he's a solid flex option this season. Someone that I'm not switching my rank on, Rashad Bateman, ADP wide receiver 38, going super late. I have him at 25. Q, you're right there behind me at 28. T-Gods and Matt still five picks ahead of ADP at 33. So I'll start it off. He's the number one wide receiver on a high-powered offense. It may be a run-first offense, but... At this point, Mark Andrews is obviously going to eat up a big portion of that target share, which is just going to leave everything else for Rashad Bateman. There's really no competition in the wide receiver room. Bateman just has to prove that this year he's going to be legit, and I think he does. That's why I have him all the way up at 25, and I'd be confident taking him as a high-end flex this season. And I think we're all in the same boat on that. Maybe not as high as I am, but Definitely like has Bateman as a flex. He has the most upside. upside in that pool of wide receivers down there, I feel like. That's why I threw him all the way up at 25. Love me some Bateman this season. All right. Very confident. All right. <laughs> all right. That's it for our discrepancies. We got a lot of other discrepancies, but we have to move on to some targets. Wide receiver two, flex, and late round targets. Wide receiver two. Let's start with those. Q, what do you got? Uh, who else? Allen Robinson just joined the, the Rams last year. We saw Woods finish the top 20 receiver before his injury. A Rob's better than him. And then we saw OBJ play, play pretty well, even though it was more or so in the playoffs. So, um, we've seen A Rob finish top 10, I believe. And he had this is the best quarterback he's played with. We probably said it a million times. So, I think he's gonna be the reason why Cooper Cup doesn't finish number one, but uh, he's gonna definitely finish, he could finish wide receiver one as well. So, Definitely wide receiver two, drafting him as an upside of wide receiver one. Yeah, I think A-Rob could definitely have a, a career resurgence this year with the best QB he's played with. Or he could be really stinky with all the hype that he's getting, but I'm hoping that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. Let's hope last year was a fluke. T-Gods, wide receiver two, who do you like? I love Cortland Sutton. Matt? Yeah. You too? I do. Thank you. I love him. All right. All right. Everybody loves him, though. All right. I love that. Um, Said it a million times. Big body. 
love that. Um, he just like he has wide receiver one upside. Like Russ, he like he's the red zone target. Russ led the league last year in red zone passing yards with three sixty. Like, like this is what he does. He gets into the red zone and he throws. Who's he gonna throw to? The big man, Corlin Sutton. Like, the touchdown potential here is crazy. Like, we've seen him finish what like inside the top fifteen before. I forget he where he was. Like, yeah, I think it was right there. Yeah, so like we know he's good, and he just got Russ. Like Russ is about to come in here and just take over. Like I, I strongly believe in the whole wide receiver core here, but especially Cortland Sutton. He finished nineteenth inside top twenty. Still very 19th. solid. Season. Yeah, yeah, very, very solid. But that wasn't Urban. with Russ, so even more upside. Uh huh. Big juice. Matt, big juice. <clears throat> wide receiver two. Who you got? Uh, this is a guy whose ADP very well may climb before draft day, but I'm going to go Chris Godwin. If you get him as your wide receiver two in like a 12-team league, that is an absolute steal. This guy could be as good as Mike Evans is on that Bucks offense. Tom Brady isn't showing any signs of slowing down. AB is no longer there. I know they brought in Julio, but he's now a fossil. No Gronk as of right now. So, I mean, Chris Godwin, he – I believe he was like a top five, top six wide receiver last year before he got hurt. So, I don't know why – I understand he's coming in with a bit of an injury, but I don't understand why his ADP is as low as it is currently. Yes. I think we'll see that start to spike a little bit. But as long as he's good to go for week one, I agree with that as well. Uh, my wide receiver two, my favorite wide receiver two target – Bias intended DJ Moore. Been a fan of him over the last few seasons, and I'm still a big fan. Uh, a few touchdowns away from being a wide receiver one each of the last few seasons. He's been stuck on that number four touchdowns each of the last three seasons, and I think that finally has to go up. Like it's just he's due for some positive touchdown regression, and it's going to happen. Um, he's going to continue to see healthy volume and is the number one clear cut go to guy in this offense and will be the clear cut guy for Baker this season. Baker, arguably the best QBs played with. Maybe, obviously, Cam might have been a little bit better, but Cam was also towards the end of his career. I think Baker brings a bit more balance to this offense than Sam Darnold and the carousel that was last DJ. season. So, DJ will see consistent wide receiver two production. Give me him all day as a wide receiver two, and I think he's got a lot of upside this year. Are you saying Baker's better than PJ? Yes. <gasps> <laughs> My bias isn't that strong. That's insane to say PJ Walker <laughs> would be over any starting QB in the NFL right now. All right, maybe Zach Wilson. He might be better than Zach Wilson. All right. Jets, <laughs> give the Panthers a call. All right, flex options. I'll start and we'll work our way back up this time. Give me Another Juju bias. as a flex. Uh, I liked Juju when he was in Pittsburgh, but I was never the biggest fan. But he's currently going at wide receiver 33. I have him all the way up at 26 in my ranks. He's Patrick Mahomes' number one wide receiver. I'm not scared of MVS stealing a large target share. Maybe he'll catch one of the long bombs here and there, but I'm not scared of that at all. Maybe Sky Moore makes an impact, but I'm putting all my money on Juju. He has top 20 upside. We've seen him finish as an elite wide receiver in the past. And even if he's not like that elite, I think by default, he's going to be a top 30 wide receiver this season. So give me Juju. This offense is going to throw a ton. Kelsey's going to be number one. Juju's going to have to be number two and step up. Give me Juju all yeah, day as a flex. I think this is the most I've liked him since 
AB left Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think this it's just a great situation for him to mm-hmm. bounce back and really prove to us that he's a nice wide receiver. A little more than a TikToker. Yes, precisely. Matt, working our way back up. Flex, who Flex. you got? It's a guy we just talked about not too long ago. Goes by the name of Gabe Davis. Uh, I am falling onto this Gabe Davis hype train. He has looked good in the preseason. And the number two on this Bills offense with Josh Allen under center is bound to put up numbers. I'm not too scared of Isaiah McKenzie taking away too many targets from Diggs or Davis. I think they are going to be one and two by far. And this team is going to put up a lot of points. They're going to score a lot of touchdowns. They all can't go to Stefan Diggs. So I, all right. sleep on Dawson. I'm not, I'm not sleeping on Dawson. We're messing up his but, take. <laughs> but Gabe Davis, I would be more than happy with him as a flex, especially in this Bills offense. One of the most pass happy in the league. I like it. D gods yep. flex who we got. Um, I have a man that some of us love, some of us hate. Uh Darnell Mooney. Moon man. I, I don't understand the hate here. Uh he finished last year as wide receiver twenty three. And to have him as your flex, I would love that. I would love a top twenty three receiver as my flex. He's currently going as wide receiver 24. I have him at wide receiver 24. Uh, Sean talked about it earlier. 140 targets last year. 81 receptions. Over 1,000 yards. Four receiving touchdowns. One rushing. So you like that. That's just a little a little juicer. Sprinkle <laughs> right on there. A little rushing touchdown. He could do it all. Um, he's still young. It's only his third year in the league. Uh, Justin Fields is getting better. Darnell Mooney's getting better. Working on their chemistry. I don't. I, I don't see a reason that his numbers should go down. I like I I think Darnell Mooney is not in his like I don't think he's had his best season yet. I think I think there's still a lot of upside here for Darnell Mooney, and I'd love him as my flex. Perfect flex. This team is just awful. Sure, I agree. But it's so awful that he won't be good. Like this is like the one they were awful like, last year. No, they, they there's the more teams. dysfunction this year. How like, the year didn't start yet? Last year they had Matt and Maggie as their yes, but now they have knew everything. Now I'm telling you, the team is terrible. It and is. It's going to be worse this year. Mooney's going to be just fine. Mooney will be <laughs> just fine. Just fine. Fine and dandy. Yeah. All sure. right. Q, moving back to you. Do your flex and then your late round target, and we'll work our way back down. All right. Two two goats. My next two talk talking points. First one's going to be. DeAndre Hopkins, you have to wait six games to play him, but uh, after uh, the first or oh, the the seven games he played last year, from weeks one to seven, he was a top fifteen wide receiver. And I don't like Kyler, but he does. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins will be good, uh, and he in those ten games that he played all season, he had eight touchdowns, so he's going to score. He had a very poor season. Mm, no, actually, I'm going back and forth. So let me just say he's going to be a good flex. He's going to be worth waiting the the six weeks you have to wait, and he's going to be a steal in the draft because who wants to wait that long in a redraft league to be able to start him? I'll yeah. wait that Where he's being drafted. I mean, sure, everyone probably would. So. Who especially if you have, especially if you have an IR slot in your league, he's definitely worth being drafted where he's being taken right now. That is true. And then for my late round target, of course, the even better wide receiver, Julio Jones. Basically, wide receiver last year when he played with the Titans, um, we saw what a vet and his offense can do, A.B., and Julio's 
basically the same caliber of skill as AB. Like they're just as good. They're both going to be in the Hall of Fame, so they're same same skill. Um, they lost Gronk and AB. Godwin's coming off an ACL. Sounds like he's going to be good for Week One, but Julio may be the healthiest player on this team right now. With Mike Evans also dealing with a hamstring injury, so uh, if you can get 15 and just take a game off, Julio will finish a top 30 wide receiver, and I will put a couple dollars on that. But <laughs> I sounded very I, confident and then said a couple bucks. Give me five weeks. If I see what I need to see from Julio, he's finishing over Darnell Mooney. We'll talk. We'll talk for preseason. That's outrageous. <laughs> well, Take that Matt, what did you say? Right Matt, 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 did you, you say Darnell back. Mooney lower 30 or outside top 30? He outside said top 30. 30. Yeah. Said Julio outside. will finish. I, at first inside. I said bottom 30, but that. <laughs> Julio I'll straight up Mooney too. over Julio. Okay. Two, don't do that. All right. Let's <laughs> we'll put five on it because I'll throw five on that all day. Do you want five on that? Rich this week. Month. I don't I mean, think he would accept that. Season. Yeah, I will. All right. Give Can me I get in on this? 500. <laughs> Even Matt's outside top 30. He's in on it too. Julio I'm outside top 50. Russell Gage My over yeah, Julio. Julio round 50. Stop. Russell no. Gage over Julio. No, he's yeah. irrelevant. Gage going to eat. And when Gronk comes back, Gage is going to be even worse. Back. We shall see. Oh. And I'm also going to take a quick break because I have to run to the bathroom. All right. See you later. Right. Even though we need you for trivia soon, so you better hurry up. I'll be right back. It takes two seconds to use the bathroom. You never know. Uh, T-Gods, late round target. Who you got? Late round target, Tyler Boyd. Um, I think we could all agree that put him on a different team, he's, he's a wide receiver one, like on that team. Like he's he's a great football some player. Teams. Okay, yeah, some teams. Some teams. <laughs> um, like in 2019, before Jamar, before T, 90 receptions, over 1,000 yards, five touchdowns, like – those aren't like scrub numbers. Like he he's just a good receiver. Like if T or Jamar goes down, instant wide receiver two. You have an instant wide receiver two. Like at worst, like the the, the offense loves to throw. Like Boyd will have his games. He'll have his games where like you know you you get an injury or a bye week or something. You throw Boyd in and he ends up like winning you your week. Like he can still like pop off any given week. Um, I just like Tyler Boyd. He's the potential's there. I don't know. He's just good. He's just the background guy that like sometimes shows up and does his thing. Yeah, even with both of them last year, he still finished wide receiver thirty-one. Like, yeah, the outrageous. There. Outrageous. All right, love me some boys late round. Matt, who's your late round target? My late round target is going to be the number one receiver in Green Bay currently, and that is Alan Lazard. I mean. Any wide receiver one in an Aaron Rodgers-based offense is going to produce numbers. I'm not really too scared of Romeo Dubes. Uh, He has had his shine during the preseason, but Alan Lazard has been with Aaron Rodgers for years. They have the best chemistry. They're just building their rapport, and he's going to get majority of the target share on this offense because outside of him, it's really nobody. So – why not take your chance on him? Yeah, at that point, I think he's worth the risk. Any Packers wide receiver after wide receiver 50. Someone's catching passes on this offense. Right. And Lazard is the favorite right now. So we shall see about that one. My late round target, I'm repping him. Wrong team, Jarvis Landry. Uh, a target for me for probably every season for the past seven years. 
He is coming to the end of his career probably. Last year was a bit rough for him. Uh, last year was also only the first time in his career that he missed more than one game. And now he's in a new situation with a pass-friendly offense, and his competition is a rookie and the Ben Simmons of the NFL, who was banged up yet again with a hamstring injury. And last time Michael Thomas had a minor injury, he missed three years. So you never know what can happen with him. I hope Michael Thomas is able to play this season. And even if he is, Landry's still going to be the wide receiver two on this team, in my opinion. I think he's going to be just fine. He's going to get some targets from Jameis Winston. Landry may become the rock of this offense, and he's going wide receiver 56 right now. You're taking him as wide receiver five, wide receiver six. Take someone who could be a weekly flex for you at some point this season. Give me all of the shares of Jarvis yeah. Landry. Finishing outside as the top 40. I'll bias. That all day. Bias. Bias. Right. Bias. Olave's better than him. Sean Olave's not better. All three of players on his dynasty. <laughs> yeah, let's let's look at Sean's rosters. <laughs> Why would I not target guys that I like and I believe in their talent? You're right. I respect it. I respect it. it makes no sense to write guys. That I just I don't feel like, like that's not right. Go but, outside the box. You like all you like other guys. I like Jarvis Landry every year. Why would I not like him again this year? I don't know. In a new situation. I do like other guys. There's other guys that I'm targeting, but these are my favorite targets at wide receiver two, flex, <laughs> and late round. Juju's not been my favorite target every year. That's new. Brand new. Because you have him. Because I traded for him because I like him this year. I didn't have him last year. <laughs> we shall see with our favorite targets there. Do our bold takes, answer some questions, and do a quick trivia this today. It's bold takes. Q. You're wearing them. What do you got? Diggs finishes wide receiver one. I think I said this like a year or two ago, the same thing. But um, he has the least amount of competition for targets. I'd say out of the top five guys who finished last year, maybe not Justin Jefferson, but out the other guys, he's he doesn't have that much competition for targets. Uh, we saw him finish wide receiver two two years ago, pass heavy offense. The new stat that I found, it's called unrealized air yards. And I think it's when the balls are thrown deep and just not completed. Um, he was he ranked second in that. Uh, so he's getting a targeted a lot on big plays. And the RB situation is still a question, I believe. So until there's some bounce in the backfield, I think Diggs will only improve off of last year, which wasn't too great, um, even though he was wide receiver seven. So Diggs will definitely be looked at often and be clear wide receiver one on this season. We shall see. Spicy. T-Gats, what do you got? Super juicy, super juicy take here. Um, I am going to say that T. Higgins finishes over Jamar Chase this year. Um, no, don't make that face. Don't make that face. <laughs> so, so let's just go over last year. Last year, T. missed three games, so that that did two things: that lowered T. obviously, and that gave Jamar a crazy boost. Um, so last year, T. had seventy-four receptions, and Jamar only had seven more receptions. So, like, assuming that they both play all 17 games, T should definitely have more receptions than them. Um, Jamar did have 13 touchdowns last year, and T only had six. But say, like, three of those go to T. So that means T has nine touchdowns, Jamar has 10. So, like, at that point, it just comes down to who can get more yards. And I, like, Jamar, I mean, sad to say he probably will will – take the cake in that category but who knows i could easily see surpassing him in touchdowns that's what i was about to say i was about to say that like more touchdowns and more receptions so 
It, like it could happen. It's not the craziest thing. Like it sounds crazy, but like it's it's, it's realistic. It's realistic. Not much. There's a shot. There's a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's all I got. Jamar. That's all I got. No, that's fine. I agree. Like, it's bold. I like it. Like Love Jamar probably does have more upside, but T don't sleep on T. T is oh good. Like whatever. You'll see. You'll see. I'm waiting, all Matt. Right. Bold. Uh, Take what you got. Ah, uh, I'm gonna say that both Buccaneers receivers, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, finished top ten uh, through the first 15 weeks of the season last year, where they were both healthy and both played 14 games. Uh, Godwin was averaging, I believe, like 17.3 fantasy points on nine targets. Uh, Mike Evans was right behind them at, I believe, like 15.6 on seven targets. So, obviously, they can both get it done when they're on the field together. Like I said earlier, Tom Brady isn't showing any signs of slowing down. This man does not age. And this is going to be a very high-powered offense, just like it was last year. Hopefully, Godwin can come into the season fully healthy. I know Mike Evans is dealing with a little hammy issue right now as well. But as long as these two guys are healthy on the field together, they only complement each other so well. So I could easily see both of these receivers finishing as a wide receiver one this year. Definitely could happen. Will happen. I like it. I like it. I will it. wrap it up. Deontay Johnson finishes top ten again this season. <laughs> George Pickens. Why are you laughing? Like, again. <laughs> again. Again. Does he? Do you own Deontay somewhere? No, I don't. Yet, yeah. at least to my knowledge. So <laughs> yeah. No bias here. Just a player I also like and appreciate talent for. George Pickens has been stealing the show and has been anointed the next Randy Moss, T.O., and Jerry Rice combined. Um, <laughs> Who the hell said that? Nobody, but that's pretty much what's happening across social media. There's John no did. other wide receiver getting nearly as much hype as George Pickens this preseason. Um, and that's allowed Deontay Johnson's stock to continue to slip. He's coming off of back-to-back seasons with 144 targets and 169 targets last season. Uh, he's a volume receiver. He's going to continue to see volume with whatever QB is at the helm. I don't care who it is. The volume is going to be there. Deontay Johnson's getting a healthy 10 targets a game when he's on the field. And he proved he was legit last season, finishing wide receiver eight. At wide receiver 15, give me all the shares of him. I think he could easily be a top 10 wide receiver again this season. All right. Yes. That's a wrap for all of the wide receiver talk. Trivia corner with Q. And then I think I saw a question in the chat. If there are any other questions in the chat, feel free to drop them below. I have Q, a quick trivia today. Yeah, Matt, uh, question, what do you got? After trivia. Okay. Q, I, let's run it. One, one question. I think. One quick question I grabbed from my pool of 50 that I have for Thursday, so I'll just have to replace <laughs> that. So those questions are going to be very juicy. Um but our one wide receiver question for today is, it's a true or false, Alshon Jeffrey had a top 10 wide receiver finish the year before joining the Eagles. So the whatever, 2016, when he was in Chicago, true or false, he was a top 10 wide receiver before uh, joining the Eagles. Hmm. He was really good. I don't know if it was that season, though. Like You're talking about like a year right before? Yeah. yeah. So his last year on the Bears. I got my answer. I have my answer too. Matt? Yeah. Locked it in. It 
was false. Yeah. And I yeah. think that was I his P. I think it was the year he got suspended for like drugs or PEDs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, drugs. <laughs> they are drugs. I do have one question or not question, one trivia question from Lokev. I don't think he's here, so I could ask. Ask it. It's very, it's more of an, e- it's an Eagles question. So hit it. We'll see. Um, so Bias. the question is. Okay, who is no he took a picture for on like the television um <laughs> who is the last eagles receiver who was not drafted by the team to surpass a thousand yards in a season the year was around between 2006 to 2008 you guys know the receiver <sighs> but i'm just like that's why i didn't want to ask because like it is very like a very like not drafted anchor. by the team so he was not drafted by the team uh, i don't know how he was acquired but it was around those years. The last my answer. I'm locked in. Vince, because if I gave the year, I'd probably give it away easily. I, I think. don't even know if this guy played. Sean, are you looking? I already wrote my answer down. I wrote right. my answer too. I, I, yeah, I have mine. It was chat. Kevin Curtis. Oh my oh. goodness. <laughs> he was very good. I wrote Dante Stallworth. He was good too. Any. I know. And then he went to jail. Kevin Curtis was so good, and that was right when the Eagles were like. Elite. That's when when he wore the. Uh, I remember him for wearing the, the the blue and yellow jerseys. Yeah, everybody wanted that Kevin Curtis jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then my he, friend had one. I was plotting on stealing it, and then he screwed Steam. up the NFC Championship game. I wasn't actually plotting on stealing it. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I just you switched up on your man, just like you switched up on D Hop. Oh man. No. Yeah, we need to like pull back every clip of him arguing about D Hop being I know. the best. Yeah, oh put it in a God. TikTok. All right, uh, questions from the chat. We got one question. It looks like from Bambo. How good would a three stack of Joey Burrow, Chase, and T Higgins be? Is it something any of you would do? I would do it. I would not. What do is it? it? I would do it, but. I wouldn't be against someone who did. Would you have T. Higgins, Jamar, and Joey well, Burrow? That, I just that don't restricts be your that team so much. Into yeah. the Bengals game on Sundays. I don't like. They're going to be really good, and like you're not going to go wrong because we saw last year if you did that, you had a top what seven quarterback, top five wide receiver, and a top fifteen wide receiver. So you had a wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Um, I just don't like double dipping that much. So I triple prefer, dipping, triple dipping. I wouldn't. I just prefer to do that. Nixon. I've done that in the past and it has not worked out greatly. It's all right, but you can get more upside from having someone else on a different team. You need some variety. If they cap that upside. If it's a low scoring game or like the Bengals are in a bad weather game, you're in a really tough situation. And imagine having all those three guys at 1 PM and they're not, they don't do well. Like a quarter of your team's done and they sucked. And it's like the most important positions. Yeah, Vince uh, McNabb did overthrow Kevin Curtis. <laughs> I went back from that game. I did. Re- I did think it was because uh, we PI, talked about it recently. And I went back and watched it just to see if it was PI, and it was not PI. It's just a sad loss. Marvin Jones. Uh, Vince said, "What Jags wide receivers do we like when Trevor Lawrence is nice?" Hundred percent. Marvin Jones be nice, but I do think Doug Peterson does help out Trevor Lawrence this year. So I think we could the see. Visca? Some of that, what what we saw, <laughs> definitely not Lavisca, but like Christian Kirk, Ingram? the most oh. Marvin Jones, second most, not Evan Ingram, <sighs> maybe He's a little a bit Evan Ingram. He's, He's a sleeper. sleeper, but I'm not I drafting him. Like that I pick up off waivers. Yeah, after his week one, not Lavisca. I'm not touching Lavisca with a 39 foot pole. 
Keep him away from my team, please. Done with him. Can you touch him with a 40-foot pole? No, I'm not touching him with it. I'm not get him away from me. Get him <laughs> away from my team. I'm done. All right. I have a question. All right, Matt, what's your question? If Chris Godwin is on a pitch count week one, would you instead start Rashad Bateman over him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, That's, I, all right. If you didn't mention Rashad Bateman and said, would you start Godwin? I would say yes. But since you have Bateman, I think I'm starting Bateman week one. Personally. Idiot. Start him. <laughs> I can't right, wait for the week me, one idiot. preview. The week one preview. I can't wait either. That's a wrap for our wide receiver rankings episode. Ah. This Thursday, we will be back with a special trivia episode where we'll be playing a version of Kahoot. I put it in the chat. Quizzes. Download the app before it's Thursday. If you are planning on being here on Thursday, make sure you download the quizzes app. Uh, I don't know if you can also access it online. You can. Um, Whatever you can do, make sure you get it because Q will have a ultimate trivia episode and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And whoever wins has major bragging rights and we'll shout you out. 45 questions. Maybe 50. We'll see. Maybe 50 questions. It's going to be a fun episode. Uh, If you would like to play, make sure you're back here Thursday at 6 p.m. sharp. We'll probably be starting at 6.05. But if you are still here on Twitch, throw us a follow. Draw notifications so you don't miss us when we are live. Throw us a sub on YouTube as well. If you do miss any live streams, Spotify, Apple Music for the audio version, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. And of course, all social media pages, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. So go follow us there for more content. Just search Super Fantasy Bros. You will find us. Literally Google us. I think we're the first few options there. Don't click on any fake ones. We're the real Super Fantasy Bros. Anyone else out there are frauds. See you guys on Thursday for some quizzo. Uh And then next week, we got preseason awards show and week one preview coming at you. Let's go. Stay tuned for those. Peace.